Okay, this is Mana uh, Seminars, and today is Module 5, and Welcoming and Walking with the Holy Spirit. So we've got our notes here, and this first study tonight is really uh, just taking, going into the Bible and letting the Bible tell us who the Holy Spirit is. So hands up those who got an email today. Okay, half, half of us. Okay, we should have all got it, but I just wanted to make sure that you brought your Bibles with you so that we've got enough Bibles to read along, and uh, so we're going to do that. We're in John 14 to start with, and uh, so if you've got your Bibles there, you can look that up, and I'm reading from the uh, New International Version, but uh, your, your version is good as, as well. So yes, yeah, so we're gonna, it's, it's a real Bible study, this first session, because... How do we know about the Holy Spirit? We only know about the Holy Spirit from the Bible. So we need to delve into it and, and, and read what it's got to say. So we're in John 14, verse 15, and it says, If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you, and will be in you. Hallelujah. Okay, John 16, over a couple of chapters, and a few verses there. But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counsellor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. In regard to sin, because men do not believe in me, in regard to righteousness, because I'm going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And in regard to judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, says Jesus, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. That is, all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. So if we're going to know a whole lot of stuff, it's going to come from the Spirit of God. Yes? It's going to come from the Holy Spirit. And he's a, He is the great teacher. He is the great teacher. You know, we're, we're, uh, in the, ch the church is a spiritual entity. The spiritual, it's not just an organization. It is breathed in by the, by the spirit of the living God. And spiritual truth is only understood by the Holy Spirit through the word of God, yes? And, and so he, he's going to guide you. He's the one that's going to... When you're reading the Bible, it's not just a matter of what your head can understand. It's what your spirit can understand. And those of you who are here when we talked about living out of our spirit, then we, we understand that the spirit instructs our spirit on what is truth, and what is the truth of the matter. And our spirit is to instruct our soul, and, and our soul instructs our body how to live and how to act. <clears throat> Let me come over to Galatians chapter 5, and uh, we see the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. So I say, live by the Spirit, 
And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other. So that you do not do, not do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, fractions and envy. It's, it's, it's like, you know, life. Isn't it? In, in, in the far north. Just envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. What a contrast, eh? What a contrast. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who have belonged to Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So, you know, which way do, you, do we want to live? Do we want to live by our sinful nature or do we want to live out of our spirits and by the Holy Spirit? And we're here because we've made a choice. Hallelujah. And, and, and so how rich is this? That, that, you know, if we... The more we get to know the Holy Spirit, these are the things that he is going to automatically produce in our lives. That list of the fruit, fruit of the Spirit does not come by self-effort. Fruit does not, you know, when an orange is sitting on the tree, it is not saying, mm, I've got to become an orange. Mm, I'm going to do it this time. Oh, no, I'm turning into a grapefruit. No, I'm an orange. I've got to be, you know, it just sits and enjoys the work of the sap that comes through it and the DNA that it's got within it produces the life of the tree. Hallelujah. Those of us who are connected to the vine, we have branches, hallelujah. We don't have to strive to achieve this. It is just a matter of, hey, letting go and letting God these things are not produced by effort. They are produced by the Spirit of the living God who lives in each of us. Hallelujah. If we can get out of the road and surrender to him, these things become the natural walk that begins to happen more and more and more in our lives. So from the notes, most Christians have a knowledge and acceptance of who the Father is and also of Jesus the Son. However, a few have a thorough understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. It is therefore difficult for such people to be able to welcome his influence in their lives and to walk with him in faith. The better we know someone, the more we welcome their arrival. When family and good friends arrive, we are enthusiastic with our welcome. To walk with someone for any period of time, there needs to be a high level of trust. This comes from knowing them well. The better we know the Holy Spirit, the more we will welcome his influence in our lives and the more we will trust him in leading and guiding us. This is essential to the success of our lives and for the fulfillment of the Father's plans for us. Hallelujah. Hands up those who believe that. Yeah. You see? So, so it's, it's a matter of... In the, in the days that are coming in the, in the church, these are the days of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We are living in those days right now. And... Uh, 
in our churches, we are going to see as the, as the Spirit of God continues to move and as we allow him to move among us, we are going to see things that the Holy Spirit, as he breaks in upon us, and as he breaks in upon families, and he breaks and he intervenes in situations, and we've got to trust him. And we've got to trust him. And we've got to, we've got to work with him and allow him to move in our lives. And uh, so that's where, and the more we surrender, the more you and I surrender to the promptings, and when we read the word, say, yes, Lord, the more it's just going to get gooder and gooder and gooder. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that good? <laughs> gooder. <laughs> See, in those scriptures that we've read, it talks about the Holy Spirit being him. Him. He, he is not just an influence. He is not an it. He is a person. Yeah, yeah. You know, he is a person. And he's the third person of the Trinity, yes? And uh, he's not merely a power, a strength from God, a blessing that God grants us, or an impersonal influence. He is a person. And he lives within us. Hallelujah. And so uh, we can see, I want someone to look up, okay, these scriptures here, we've got a few of them. John 14, 17, who's got that one for me, please? Thank you. Uh, John 14, 26, I need that one. Thank you. Um, John 16, 8, thank you, Reuben. Uh, John 16, 13, thanks, Dave. Uh, choosing people, Acts 13, 2, someone for that one, please. Yes, thanks, Lance. Uh, Acts 13, 6. Lance, you've got that one as well because you're close. <laughs> Acts 16 and verse 67. Someone's got that. Who's got that? Someone. Thanks, Paul. Okay. So let's, let's, this, these are verses that the Bible shows us that he is a person and that he has personality. Number one, John 14, 17. Let's hear what that says. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he dwells within you. Yes. He is a person. Okay. Next one. He teaches us. I've got an amplified version. That's good. That's where we can, we, we've got time. <laughs> but the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counsellor, strengthener, stand by, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything I have told you. Boy, that's good, isn't it? He will teach us all things. See, sometimes you're there and you hear the words, but your spirit receives revelation. You're reading the Bible, the words are just there, and you read them with the intellect, but your spirit <laughs> reads the revelation behind that. And you come to an understanding of things that is not just through your intellect. Thank goodness for that. You know, you, we don't need to have great intellects to be great Christians. Praise God, eh? Yeah. You know, because, our, because spiritual truth is spiritually understood. Spirit to spirit, yes? Okay, John 16, 8. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Okay, so he, he's the one who... who Brings when you be people sitting in the in the in the church service and they're hearing preaching and then, but it's the Holy Spirit that brings them to the point where they know they need a savior. Yeah. Yeah. 
They know they need forgiveness. You know, we can have all the arguments in the world about, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm great. Okay. Then we come into it, and the Holy Spirit says, and all of a sudden, we see our need. And if we don't see our need, we never need a saviour. So it's that convicting power of the Holy Spirit that brings change to people's lives. Hallelujah. And he does that for us. Next, John 16, 30. When the truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, for whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Wow. He can hear, he can speak, he can guide. These are all attributes of a person. All right? Not, he, he's not just a force. He is a person. He is the his Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yes? Okay. Next one, Acts 13. One day as these men were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So here he is. The church is, is, is there, and the Holy Spirit chooses somebody. That is an act of a person. Yes? Next, verse 6 again, Lance, thanks. Afterward, they travelled from town to town across the entire island until finally they reached Papos, where they met a Jewish, Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bar Jesus. Is that verse 6? No? No? Oh, 16. Acts 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, but the Spirit did not permit them. Okay, so here is the Holy Spirit guiding and choosing. They said, let's go this way. And they were going to go eastwards. And the Holy Spirit said, no, I don't want you to go eastward. I want you to go westward. And that's why Europe got the gospel. Because the disciples began to go west from, from Israel, from Jerusalem, and they moved out westward and into Europe, Asia Minor, and into Europe. And that's where the gospel was spread at that time. So he chooses. Um, Acts 16, verse 6 and 7. That was it. That was it. Okay, that was it. Great. So what we're saying here is that he is a person. He has a personality. And he can be treated like a person. So we need these ones. Someone, Lance, you've got Acts 5, 3, thanks. Uh, Acts 7, 51. Dave, you've got that, thanks. Uh, grieved... Uh, Sophia, Ephesians 4.30. Uh, Ezekiel, who's got the Ezekiel 37? Reuben, thank you. And blasphemed against, Matthew 12, verse 31. Someone look up that one for me. Shirley, have you got that? Thank you very much. Okay, so we can lie to the Holy Spirit. Let's see what, what that verse says. Acts 5.3. Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself. So we can lie to the Holy Spirit. We, we, can, we can think <laughs> it's a pretty dumb thing to lie to, to the God who sees and knows all. <laughs> but we can. You see, so because he's a person, we can. Okay? We can resist him. Acts 7.51. You stiff-necked 
people oh, die. <laughs> the prophets got <laughs> loose. <laughs> Uncircumcised. Oh dear. Lord. <laughs> and he is. <laughs> you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. The tragedy of the church is, is that it has resisted the Holy Spirit's intrusion and we come to a, a, a formality and a rigidness and, a, and a, just a, a form of godliness. But we deny the power simply because we resist. And you and I have done this in our lives more than once. We have done The Holy Spirit wanted us to go in a certain direction and we have said, no way, Jose, we're not going down that line, you know. And we, he's like, he's a person. He can be resisted. You know, that's why we don't make the progress that we should. Because we, because we don't know him. We don't, if you really trust somebody, and you really know them well, you, you listen to them, and you, if you're not sure yourself, you give them the benefit of the doubt, yeah? And so that's what, you know, we, we, that's the purpose of these here, to help us to get to know the Holy Spirit. Okay, next, grieved. Ephesians. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm. We can sadden him. Mm. You know, God will, always loves us with an unfailing love. No matter what we do, no matter what we say, he's gonna, his love is unchanging. He loves you. Without, but he doesn't love everything that we do. It's like our kids, eh? We love them to bits and we'll always will no matter what they do. <laughs> but we don't like the things they dish up to us <laughs> sometimes. And, 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 and our hearts are grieved when, in occasion, aren't they? You know, when, when our kids go against us or go against what we believe, boy, that brings us sadness. And, and you and I have that ability to do that to the Holy Spirit. When he's trying, he wants to bless us. He wants to lead us. He wants to bring us the best that God has. And we are mucking around. And we are sort of, you know, no, no, I'm doing this, that, and the other. And, and, and he must, we've got to make him sad sometimes, don't we? You know? And, and if we feel something of that ourselves, then it will become easier and easier for us to walk with him. We don't want to grieve him. He loves us. He, he only wants the best for us. But we're going to have to trust him. Because the Holy Spirit's purpose is to make us more like Jesus. And he doesn't always lead us down on, and say, well, you can only come out on bright, sunny days where everything is nice. But he leads us into situations. He, la- he allows us to walk through difficulties, to bring iron into our spirits, and to bring a resilience and so that we, we are identified. Just He sent Jesus from heaven so Jesus could identify with men and women. Hallelujah. And, and, and be touched by the feelings of their infirmities, the Bible says. And you and I, as part of his body, are not just secluded from all of life's hardships. Otherwise, we will become weak and miserable. You know? Hallelujah. Anyway, but... Next, Ezekiel 37.9. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into the slain that they may live. 
So God the Father talks to Ezekiel in the valley of dry bones and said, you call on the Holy Spirit. You call on the Holy Spirit. You move the Holy Spirit. That great evangelist Smith Wigglesworth said this, made this statement. He says, if the Holy Spirit doesn't move me, I move him. And there is a time of where we can call upon the Spirit of God to, to, to blow upon the dry bones. Hallelujah. To bring life where there's death. Hallelujah. To, to intercede on behalf of others and to move the Holy Spirit towards situations and into towns and, and you know, that God will bless families and situations. And, and, and he loves it when we begin to intercede and begin to move his heart. Hallelujah. Some of you heard me preach on prayer that moves the heart of God. And so, you know, those things become important. Matthew 12, verse 31. So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. If we uh, attribute the works of the Holy Spirit to devils, we are blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. And, and the Bible says that is very difficult to forgive. You know, we need to be careful before we, are, before we see what God is doing and God's moving by us and we say, well, that's just devilish. And it's the Spirit of God doing things in people's lives. We will never understand everything that the Holy Spirit does. I will guarantee you that in, if you come to this excitement and you, and you sit there in, the, in there for a while, you will see things that you don't understand. But don't despise what God is doing because he will be touching somebody's life in a very special way that doesn't touch yours necessarily. But hallelujah, it's meaningful to them. And so we just need to allow God to do what he wants to do. Hallelujah. And, and, and just, you know, let him touch our lives. Praise God. All right, over the page. He possesses the essential attributes of personality. So, I need someone with 1 Corinthians 12, 11, please. I see that hand. Thanks, Margaret. Powers of thought, Romans 8, 27. Thanks, Reuben. Knowledge, that one, 1 Corinthians. Who's got that for me? Have you got? Thanks. And we've got um, John back again. John 16, those verses. Thanks, Dave. Okay, here we go. He has a will. 1 Corinthians 12, 11. Who's got that? Thank you. So he has a will. Yes. Just as he decides, just as he chooses. Next, Romans 8:27. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance to the will of God. Okay. So he knows the mind of God and he has the powers of thought. He has knowledge. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10 and 11. But God has revealed to, uh, but God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Yes. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit? Within. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Ah, 
So the Holy Spirit knows, he thinks, and he has thoughts, and this is a sign of personality. Next, he is described as him. So, who's got that? John 16. Yep. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the counsel will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he, and when he comes, he will convince the world concerns. Okay, that'll do. See, it's him. It's he. He is a person. And he is described as him in the passages. Very good. Okay, his deity. He is described as the third person of the Godhead, having existed eternally with the Father and with the Son. So we need to read these scriptures. John 14, 16. Thanks, Lance. Reuben, John 1, verse 1 to 3. Dave, Genesis 1, 1 to 3. Matthew 3, verses 16 and 17. Who's got that? Uh, Margaret. Thanks. Okay. So we're going back to John 14 again. Uh, no, we're not. Where are we? Yes. Okay. 14.16. Thanks, Lance. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because he isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now. And later will be in you. So Jesus is saying, I will ask the Father and he will send the Holy Spirit. There's the three of them. Yes? Jesus is saying, I will ask the Father and the Father will send the Holy Spirit. So we've got the Godhead functioning there. John, where are we? John 1, 1 to 3. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Okay, so we've got the, the creation. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the earth. And, uh, okay, we've got that next coming up. Genesis 1, let's talk about that. So the Word of God was Jesus, yes? And the Spirit of God, yes. Okay, next. Genesis 1, 1 to 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Hallelujah. So here's the Godhead functioning. God is speaking. The Word of God is there. Let there be. And then there's the Spirit of God hovering over the, over the waters. Matthew 3, 16 and 17. As soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and like a mountain. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. So here's, here, here is Jesus being baptised. As he comes up out of the water, the Holy Spirit comes upon him, and then the Father speaks. So you've got Father, Son, and Holy Spirit active at Jesus' baptism, yes? Okay, these ones, let's go to this. He is called the Spirit of God. So Second Chronicles 15.1. Uh, Sophie, you've got that one. And 1 Corinthians 2.11. Who's got that? Dave's got. Shirley, you've got the next one. John 4.24, and 2 Corinthians 3.17, thanks Dave, and Isaiah, s- <laughs> have you got another one now, have you? He's got broad shoulders, he can cope. <clears throat> but he says it so well, doesn't he? You know, he, he was stiff-necked before, but he's coming right. <laughs> Who's got Isaiah 6.8? Thanks. Yes, thank you, D. 
Okay, here we go. First Corinthians two eleven. Who got that one in the end? Sophia. No, I've got Okay, Second Chronicles fifteen. Let's have that. Say that again. <laughs> the Spirit of God Okay, so he's called the Spirit of God, which shows that he is the very person of God himself. 1 Corinthians 2.11. For what person knows a man's thoughts except the Spirit of the man which is in him? So also no one comprehends them. Comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. So he's called the Spirit of God. Yes? John 4.24. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Yes, 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yes, Isaiah 6.8. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Okay, so he's called the spirit of the Lord, he's called the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of God. It's the, he's other places called the Spirit of Christ. He is the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of the Godhead. Hallelujah. Oh, here we go. All right. He is also described as the Spirit of life, the Spirit of power, the Spirit of glory, the Spirit of love, the Spirit of holiness, the Spirit of wisdom, and the Spirit of truth. All of these are titles that could only apply to God Himself. So you say, you know, what, what, what do you need? You know, I've put on the cover of, of your... Someone look at the, at the cover of your... I've put on there. There's a quotation from a great Bible teacher of a number of years ago. Uh, and it says... What does it say, Lance? Then we have the Holy Spirit. We have all that is needed to be all that God desires us to be. Amen. That's right. People want more. What more do you need? You know, he is. Look at it. He's the spirit of life. You can look up these scriptures at home. He is the spirit of life. You need life. He is the spirit of life. You need power for, for living. He's the spirit of power. You need glory. You need to shine a bit better. He's the spirit of glory. Hallelujah. You need love. We all need love. He's the spirit of love. You see, it's like you need you need the holiness in your life. He's the spirit of holiness. He produces that in our life. The spirit you need to you need to make decisions. You need more wisdom in your life. Who doesn't? He's the spirit of wisdom. You need to know what the truth is about a matter. He will guide you into all truth. Boy, he he's the complete package here, and he lives in my life. Hallelujah. The only reason why I mess it up is because I don't listen to him. And I won't walk with him. I will resist and agree. But if we will listen and if we will surrender, we don't need more of God. We need to surrender more to God. He wants more of us. us. (laughs) And the more we, we, we allow him, the more we surrender our will to him, then the easier it gets. Because <laughs> we're not fighting between ourselves. Our soul's not fighting. We say, hallelujah, laying it down. Laying it down. Yeah. And he, he, he can produce. The Holy Spirit, therefore, is God himself at work in his world. He is, create, he is described as being active. We've read that. He, he was there at the, the right at the beginning. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the earth. He was ready for action. 
And all it took was a word from God and the Holy Spirit sprung into action. Hallelujah. And the world began to be created. Wow. Nothing's changed. I believe with all of my heart, the Holy Spirit is hovering over this particular town. There is something happening in the realm of the Spirit over this place. And the more you and I have the boldness to speak the word of God into that situation, it gives him room to move. Hallelujah. He will begin to create. And we heard Honiana's story on Sunday. You know, here he is, he's sitting there. But people were praying. His wife was praying. Our church was praying. And then he comes, and the word of God, hallelujah, and the Holy Spirit, let there be, come back. And the Holy Spirit says, I've got this fella. <laughs> you see? It's going to happen again and again and again and again. Who's got Second Peter 1, 21? And John, someone else, please get John 16, 8. Thank you. Paul. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Lord, give us more. Amen. That's what we want. We want men and women who are moved by the Holy Spirit walking around. Hallelujah. Who just are not filled with a good idea, but they're filled with his ideas. And they're carrying the word of life within them. Hallelujah. And they've got the faith to, to move. That's why we're talking about the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we can engender faith to move. Okay. The Holy Spirit works in salvation. John 16, verse 8. Hallelujah. See, he, he convicts us, and we need that conviction of sin. That's the work. Everyone of us who has been born again, we are born of the Spirit of God. Yes? You must be born again, Jesus said. So we are born of life, hallelujah, and our natural life, but we must be born of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. All right. In the Old Testament, he was seen to be active. Right, we better do these. Here we go. Okay, Reuben, Judges 3.10. I will leave Dave out. I don't want Dave doing it again. <laughs> Paul's got John, Judges 6.34. Lance has got Judges 11.29. Reuben's got 1 Samuel 10.10. 10. Uh, Margaret, you've got 1 Samuel 16.13. Dave? Oh, no, Dave. No, you're not doing it. <laughs> Who else have we got? Sophia? Second Chronicles 15, 1. Oh, you've done that. One. <laughs> it was at the top there. Please pray for me. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> Who's got... I need someone with Second Chronicles 24, 20. All right, Sophia, you can have that one. You can... The last one. It's not easy for us at home. You need to be covered in prayer. <laughs> okay, here we go. Old Testament. <laughs> Judges 3.10. Oh, sorry. You're mucking around down there. I'm mucking around here. I'm just, just playing solitaire. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Judge, Judges 3.10. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him so that he became Israel's judge and went to war. Oh. The Lord gave... Cushion Rishathaim, this is why he gave me this one, isn't it? <laughs> the king of 
heir into the hands of Othniel, who overpowered him. Glory to God. What was the first line? The Spirit of the Lord came the on him. The Spirit of the Lord came yes, on him. Yes, that'll do. Should have stopped there. <laughs> Next, 6.34. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, then he blew the trumpet, and the Abizarites gathered behind him. Good, that'll do. The Spirit of the Lord he was coming on these men in the Old Testament, yes? Next one. At the time, at that time, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. Jephthah, yep. And he went throughout the land of Gilead and Manasseh, including Mizpah and Gilead. And from there, he led an army against the Ammonites. See, the Spirit of the Lord came on them, hallelujah, and they did something for God, yes? Uh, on Sunday, I'm, I'm talking about war warriors who become warriors. You know, we need to change from warriors to warriors. Yes, hallelujah. Yeah. You'll be there, won't you, Warriors have all been called out. <laughs> all right, here we go. Next. When he and his servant arrived at Gibeah. How come you got to? Because you're generous. Okay. A procession of prophets met him. The Spirit of God came powerfully upon him, yeah. and he joined in their prophesying. Yeah. Great. Next one. That's lovely, isn't it? You know, when the Spirit of the Lord comes on us, you know, He's in us, but there comes this clothing with power from on high. You know, God wants to do something. He wants to, it's the Spirit of God coming upon us. You know, it's that, it's that well that wells up within us, hallelujah, and flows over us. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. This he spoke of the Spirit. You know, and, and, and I don't know, but I'm sure that Pastor Paul and Ruth want to, and every pastor in town wants their people, hallelujah, where the Spirit of God is moving through them. Hallelujah. Because the church is not just made up, of, oh, well, we'll pay the pastors and they can do the work. It's not like that. We do the work. Hallelujah. We the people. Amen. That's it. Okay, well, next one. 2420, Sophie, because you might read 15, one I know. Oh. Okay, so this, in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God was moving. Jesus welcomed and walked with the Holy Spirit while he was God. He was also man, and as such, depended on the Holy Spirit to do the Father's will, just like you and I. He walked with the Holy Spirit. That's how he knew what he knew. That's why he did what he did, because the Spirit guided and led him. The Holy Spirit was active during Jesus' birth, his baptism, his ministry, his resurrection, leading him, anointing him, filling him and empowering him. All those scriptures tell us that the Holy Spirit was active in the life of Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Holy Spirit today. The Holy Spirit is like the executive of the Godhead. The Father has the plan and the purpose for mankind, and it is his will that is to be carried out on the earth, establishing his kingdom. The ultimate intention of the Father for mankind is twofold. Genesis 1.27, one, to be made in God's image, and two, to reign in life and establish God's rule, his kingdom, his way of doing things on the earth. You've heard us talk about these things, and that's is, that is why. Jesus came to earth and died on the cross, defeating Satan and his demons and shedding his blood so that the legal requirements of a holy God would be fulfilled. Amen. 
so that men's sins were cleansed and forgiven and through grace and faith the relationship with the Father restored. When Jesus returned to heaven, the Father sent down the Holy Spirit to continue the work that Jesus had begun, uh, had started to empower men and women so that they could reign in life and to establish the rule of God on earth. He came down to build the church as the agency to usher in his kingdom and to prepare a bride for Jesus. Hallelujah. He is the one who is there to build the church of God. Hallelujah. He is there the one to prepare a bride for Christ. He is the one that will, will establish your life in the things of God. Everything that the Holy Spirit does for us is always to make us more and more like Jesus and to enable us to reign in life. You know, so, so, so he, he is, you, you have to have a relationship with him. Jesus is in heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the majesty on high, waiting for his enemies to be made his footstool. They've sent, the Father and him have sent the Holy Spirit to do the work on earth. Hallelujah. And so it's the Spirit of the Lord who is with us. Praise God. The Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of God is with us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He's active in your life. He lives in you. He is, he is talking to you. He, he is wanting to do things in you and through you. Hallelujah. That's going to bless the socks off you. We just need to know his voice and learn to walk with him. What the Holy Spirit does, there are three prepositions that are most often used of his work. He is with us in John 14, 17. And I'll ask the Father and he will give you another counsellor to be with you. So he is with us. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 3.16, he is in us. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives where? In you. Hallelujah. He comes upon us. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. So, so there are those words that are used again and again. Uh, when it comes to what the Holy, Holy, the Holy Spirit's action in our lives. The Holy Spirit's work today relates to every part of the believer's life and therefore the church's life, worship, testimony and service. So he exalts Christ. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's just take these scriptures and then we'll have a cup of coffee. We've got five minutes. Okay, John 16, 13 and 14. Who's got, Shirley's got that. John 16, 8 to 11. Thanks, uh, Martin. Uh, John 3, 5. Margaret. Here we go. Uh, we've done... We'll, we'll go to Ephesians 4.30. So, Reuben, you've got that. Yep. Uh, Acts 8.29. Lance, you've got that. What have we got? Acts 1.8. Someone else has got that. Who have we got? Dave. Come in, Dave. 1 Corinthians 2.12. Someone else has got that. Thanks, Paul. And um, what else have we got? Well, we've read some of those verses there. So we'll do that. And the intercede, we'll do the Romans 8, 26 and verse 27. Thanks, Dick. Yep, okay. All right. So this is what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. Here. See, these are things. You say, isn't this, this the Holy Spirit that's, that's, that's in action here? Well, here's the question. Does this thing exalt the Lord Jesus? So let's read the scripture. <coughs> Who's got it? Okay. okay. The spirit of truth 
tell you about the future, he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. Okay, he will bring me glory, Jesus said. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus and honors Jesus. If what is happening is not honoring to Jesus, it's probably not the Holy Spirit. Yeah? Because that's his job. He convicts people. Next one. John 16. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Okay? So he convicts people. He causes people to be born again. John 3, 5. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God Okay, he seals us with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians four thirty. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, for whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. One of the uh, symbols of the Holy Spirit is a seal, not a uh, 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 seal, but the seal of, on a document. And he seals us. And we're going to be talking uh, from next week. We're going to be talking about some of the things that the Holy Spirit is like. So the Bible often uses pictures instead of multiple words. What did I say? A picture is worth eight? And so next week we're going to be talking about the picture of of wind as a a picture of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be talking about water. And then next week we're going to be talking about um, fire. We're going to be talking about the dove. We're going to be talking about these other ways that the Holy Spirit is, is depicted because they're beautiful. And, it's, and, being, and being sealed, the authority and the sealing of a document is also one of those things that we'll talk about. Because these things help us to understand who the Holy Spirit We We'll talk about Eliezer. Does anyone know who Eliezer is in the Bible, in the Old Testament? Well, it's just as well you're here because... <laughs> No, he was the one who went to Rachel. Rebecca. Oh, he went, oh, he Abraham's servant. Abraham's servant. But, oh, but he is a beautiful picture of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit operates given in situations. So we're going to look at that as, as one of the, and try and get this fullness of, of how the Holy Spirit works in our life. Yeah? Okay, next. Where are we? Acts 8 29. Okay. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. Yeah. So here he is, he's out in the desert, and, and the who comes by? The, yeah, the eunuch, yeah. yeah, yeah he, was, he was the treasurer of, 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 the, of the palace, and so uh, the Holy Spirit tells, him, tells uh, Philip to join in and have a bit of a conversation. Just at the very time he's reading Isaiah 53, and he explains to them who Jesus is. All right. Okay. Uh, Acts 1 8. He burst open in the middle and all his bowels gushed out. <laughs> That's not the right story. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it sounded really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hands up those who know why I don't ask him to do very much. <laughs> Okay, but you shall receive power and the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> 
Amen. That's it, Dave. Thank you very much. <laughs> Next. <laughs> that we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that we have been freely given to us by God. I'll read it again. It is such a good scripture. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. The tragedy of the Christian church is that many of the people do not know yeah. what God has done for us yeah. and what he's given to us and what he, he, he has for us. Hallelujah. And uh, Okay, last. He intercedes for us. Not know what we should pray for as we ought. The Spirit Himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, He who searches the heart. That'll do. That'll do. Praise the Lord. Yes. So the Holy Spirit intercedes for us and through us. So, Lord, we thank you for the Spirit of the Living God. We thank you that you just haven't left us to our own devices nor given us a set of rules and said, Right, oh, keep that, you lot. <laughs> Lord, you came down from heaven and you sent the Holy Spirit to walk with us yes. and to guide us and to be our companion and our counsellor and our friend. Oh, Lord, thank you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Yes. Hallelujah. We welcome you. And we want to be able to walk with you all the days of our life. Hallelujah. We thank you that you make Jesus so real. You make the presence of God so real to us. Lord, you... you, you, you when we read the Bible, you, you teach us. You help us to understand. You, you're such a loving person. You're such a loving friend. You're, you're so close, Lord. You stick with us. You reveal Jesus to us. You reveal the heart of the Father to us. You help us to understand all the things that are there, Lord, for us to walk into. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we, we thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you for being with us. Thank you for taking up residence within our lives. And we pray that you'll just continue to, 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 to help us to yield more and more to you. That we'll learn more and more to give in, to follow your, your guidance, and, and to see the kingdom come. Oh, Lord, thank you. Amen.